This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On the coronavirus front, let's find out where we stand at present. Should there be more cautious or precautionary measures taken? Dr. Andrew Morris is a professor of medicine at the U of T, and he's joined us here on the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Doctor, I appreciate you joining us in light of what uh, is taking place, and uh, you can help clarify, we hope. How are you this afternoon? I'm great, thanks. So uh, when I say the numbers are being updated almost hourly, uh, that's a perception I have. Is that about right, though? Well, I guess so. You know, we we, we only have two cases in uh, in Canada, so from a, a Canadian perspective, the numbers are very small. But certainly, we're getting regular updates uh, from Asia. Do we have confidence that the medical health authorities have the situation well in hand? Uh, if you're asking about in Canada, I think we have it. Uh, perfectly well in hand. All right. Uh, outside of Canada, because, I mean, these things tend to migrate, as we full well know, that's how we got the two cases here in Canada. Do uh, you have that same confidence for folks in China? Uh, I don't think we really have enough information to know that. Um, it, on face value, it seems that they're being uh, forthright and they're trying to provide us with as much information as possible. Um but certainly there's been some other information over time and the uh, changing numbers makes it difficult for us to understand uh, how accurate the numbers and the data that they have or that they're providing us. Initially, they weren't that forthright. The reports had come out uh, early in the weekend, I guess, that they had actually suppressed the numbers. Is that not right? Uh, it appears that way. It's it's really hard to know, to be honest with you, and, and it's difficult to get accurate information uh, we are getting data from them. They are providing data to the WHO, the World Health Organization. Um, it has been useful for us, and it has allowed us to uh, prepare um, for the arrival of uh, visitors or residents of Canada returning uh, who have uh, been infected. Um, so on that front, I think it's been very helpful. But the overall magnitude, it's, it's very difficult to know right now. You know, when you talk about arrivals here, uh, the Associate Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Barbara Yaffe, uh, was saying that basically thermal screening is ineffective when it comes to this type of thing. Uh, would you agree with that assessment? Uh, it's certainly not perfectly reliable. Um, it, you know, patients with any infection may or may not have a fever, and even the validity or the reliability of thermal screening to evaluate whether or not somebody has an infection is really unproven. What about flights to and from China? Are we at a stage where we should contemplate just shutting that down? You know, I think this is something that's being assessed regularly. Um, at the moment, I'm going to say no. And I think uh, the evidence for that is that uh, we still have only had two cases. The two cases um, uh, live in the same household and uh, you know, they were identified very quickly. I think uh, depending on the magnitude of what's going on in China, that may change um, as the uh, risk to uh, people uh, coming on or the risk of people coming on flights to Canada. Um, if that increases, then uh, that may need to be revisited. But I don't see a reason for that right now. Dr. Andrew Morris with us, professor of medicine at the U of T on the coronavirus thing. Uh Okay, so we have the two confirmed cases, but my understanding is uh, a number of cases are being investigated, and that number at uh, about 2.30 or 3 o'clock was 19. Can you bring us up to date on that? Um, Those are the numbers that I've heard, 
And, you know, you could imagine that uh, there are many viruses and other illnesses that uh, people may or may not have. And if someone's uh, coming from China or another uh, high-risk location, then they have, for example, a fever, uh, they will be investigated appropriately, um, not only for uh, the novel coronavirus, but also for influenza and a whole host of other things, uh, depending on uh, what the symptoms are that they have. And, uh, you know, the protocols are in place, and uh, I have very good reason to believe that uh, they're being followed very closely uh, pretty well everywhere, is that amongst the investigations that each of those uh, people would undergo would be looking for uh, the presence of the coronavirus. So, uh, you know, I don't think we know how many cases there are right now. We have two confirmed cases, and it would not surprise me or anyone uh, who has good knowledge of uh, epidemiology and infectious diseases that we are going to see more cases. Um, that's a reasonable expectation, but I, I don't think it's a reason for us to uh, to panic. So, Doctor, short of testing, is there any way to dis- discern, uh, let's say, or make a distinction between, say, a general flu, a flu-like symptoms, and what might be the coronavirus? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, um, this coronavirus is uh, like any other viral infection in many ways. It causes a fever and respiratory symptoms and sometimes uh, like a diarrheal illness. And, you know, that's very similar to many other viruses. The only difference here is that this is just a newly identified virus, but people get viral respiratory infections all the time. Influenza, of course, is uh, probably the most important viral infection that we see. And, you know, this is really no different in many ways from uh, pandemic influenza. This is a new virus that uh, there isn't great immunity to in the population, and it puts people at risk for getting sick from it if they get exposed. What's the likelihood of having some uh, antiviral drug in a timely fashion? Uh, I think it's unlikely. Um, You know, we have uh, struggled to have effective antivirals um, for most viral infections, uh, especially uh, coronaviruses. And so I don't anticipate that uh, we'll have any uh, effective treatment or be aware of any effective treatment for the course of at least this uh, current outbreak. Should we be concerned about the prospects of uh, the virus mutating? Um, I don't think so. I don't think that's a uh, that's the, the really the biggest concern here. I think most of us are just most concerned that uh, we that everyone follows uh, appropriate precautions and keep cooler heads and not really uh, for the general public, at least in Canada, not worry too much about uh, uh, the coronavirus at present. Uh, which people would care more about influenza, to be honest, than the coronavirus. It's very interesting that you say that, uh, because I guess, you know, there are some things that uh, sort of take off, like Topsy, social media, I guess, amplifies all of that, and uh, whether or not we're being responsible in the reporting in the media. Uh, some of us, frankly, don't know uh, the scope or the magnitude, which is why we defer to experts such as yourself. And so in that uh, context, uh, are we being alarmist? Are we focusing too much on this and not enough on, and you know, the basic influenza that uh, gets visited upon us mostly seasonally? And uh, how are all of these things being communicated appropriately or not? Um, I think it's a real challenge for a bunch of people uh, Influenza for the average Canadian 
is far more important and is a greater risk uh, than almost certainly this coronavirus is going to be. And, um, you know, on top of that, we have um, identified means like vaccines that can reduce that risk substantially. And, you know, from my perspective, that's probably far more important for the average Canadian uh, than um, something where at the moment uh, there have been relatively few cases. The, uh, as I said, we've only had two identified cases in Canada. Uh, we may get, well, we are likely to get more cases, um, but they're not going to uh, cause the uh, degree of problems that we get annually with influenza. And, uh, you know, in terms of an area to be focusing on, I would uh, much more encourage influenza than, uh, to be paid attention to than the coronavirus. So what you're suggesting is uh, maybe there's uh, an issue that people aren't being, uh, aren't, taking the flu shot, being vaccinated, and, uh, you know, uh, the numbers that would be important to uh, to see. Uh, is that frustrating the medical establishment? Maybe people aren't uh, vaccinating as often as they ought to? Oh, absolutely. You know, and we, we know that the vaccine substantially reduces uh, the risk of uh, getting the, the disease. My guess is that if we told uh, the general population that if we could uh, give them a shot in the arm to reduce their risk of this coronavirus, you'd have people lining up, and yet we struggle to get high rates of uh, vaccination for influenza, which is a greater risk. And, you know, and that's a paradox, and, you know, we all understand that, and we know that it's a, it's a, a media challenge, it's a communications challenge. Uh, all we're trying to do is uh, make sure that people, uh, people keep things in stride. Well, perhaps we've helped a little bit in that regard this afternoon, just, uh, you know, as you're enlightening us all here to what we're facing and relative to the flu, uh, if you haven't. Is it too late, by the way, in the season to get the flu shot now? Nope. Okay. Go and get it. (laughs) We'll leave on that positive note. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks so much. You got it. Dr. Andrew Morris, professor of medicine at the U of T. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.